at birthdays people usually bring their own cakes which are self baked mm. so <laughs> that, <laughs> that is something i i i learned here that okay this is a traditional german thing to do is to bring cakes which are baked and it's not the other way around uh, where people do not bring cake for you which which is something common in india uh, and uh, which is not common here Hello and welcome to Inside Deutschland, your guide to careers in Germany. This podcast provides you with insight into working in Germany and covers topics such as the do's and don'ts for job interviews, pitfalls to avoid in communicating with employers and colleagues, and how to navigate opportunities and challenges across the German labor market. I am your host Jessica Schuler, a Germany-focused career coach, trainer, and international educator. As part of the Inside Deutschland podcast, I will be interviewing people from all across the globe who have been successful in Germany so that you can learn from their experiences and expertise. The words order and punctuality are probably two words that come to mind when you think about German business culture. But is this cliche still true when it comes to rules and values in a German office? In this episode, we're going to talk about modern German business etiquette, from dress codes to punctuality to communication. And since Germany is a beer nation, alcohol and events at work. One of my guests is a DAD alum and software developer Abhishek Kalwar. You just heard him talking about birthday cakes. Originally from Mumbai, he has worked in several German companies and bringing a cake for his birthday wasn't the only surprise for him when it came to working in Germany. Before we hear about that, I would like to introduce our German work etiquette expert, Gretchen Schaub. She will give us insight into how the pandemic has changed some common German work etiquette traditions and what pitfalls to avoid in the office. Gretchen is a co-author of the book More Than Manners: The Business Professional's Guide to Success in Germany. She holds a PhD in business management from Virginia Tech University in the United States. And in addition to her teaching and research experience, she has worked for several large German companies such as Volkswagen. Gretchen teaches business administration at the Welfen Akademie in Braunschweig, Germany. She's a business coach and trainer, providing workshops and seminars related to behavior in the workplace such as business etiquette, delegating to employees, building employee resilience, first leadership experiences, and women in leadership. You and your co-author wrote the book in 2013. Do you think a lot has changed in regards to German business culture since then? Yes, and I think it's also um good that it has. Uh obviously one of the major accelerators of that change was the pandemic. So I don't think that's just something that's had an impact on German business culture. I think that's had an impact on on business culture all over the world. Before I talk about that, I would say that if we compare the last uh you know 2023 with 2013, Uh, one of the other accelerators, especially for international companies, has been the introduction of agile work methods. So I got to know Germany as a very hierarchical culture, work culture. And this also had to do with the fact that I worked for the companies that I worked for. Um, my husband still works for Volkswagen, and I still think that they're a very hierarchical uh, organization, as are a lot of the of the DAX uh, corporations. But they have made great strides in introducing agile methods and trying to flatten hierarchies. And with that has come a lot of change just in 
the structures of the organizations and the distance between the manager and the subordinates um, and the way that they address each other. I know that uh, one of the topics we talk about in the book is the difference between du und sie. That has fallen away a lot, and a lot of the the pronouns that are now used are the the informal pronoun of du. The way people dress has changed a lot. You'll be hard pressed to find, you know, people or men wearing wearing ties, unless you know they're presenting or there's a special a special event planned. Uh, a lot of uh, tennis shoes being worn with with suits or with more formal attire. So yeah, that that has really made a big difference, I think, in in what the content that we wrote back in 2013. And yeah, the other major differences that have come out of the last 10 years were pushed by the by the pandemic. And I'd say one of them has also been has affected the handshake. The handshake has always been the standard default greeting for for Germans. Uh and this is kind of extreme. I I was uh I was telling my husband the other day, I was like, you know, do you remember when we would go to work and we'd actually shake everybody's hand every single morning? It wasn't just like when you were meeting somebody for the first time. It was actually like, good morning, shake your hand, go to the next desk, good morning, shake your hand. And I said that is that just seems like out of a you know a, a science fiction movie at this point because the pandemic has made that yeah, it's really changed that. Um but it's also changed because the Germans have really embraced, you know, mobile working, working from home. So there's just not a lot of opportunity to have personal contact with with your colleagues anymore. So, yeah, I think that has changed. The handshake is still or it's coming back into favor, but definitely not to the extent that it was before the, the pandemic. I would say a lot of people just completely refrain from you know, uh, any sort of touching when it comes to greeting, or they do the fist punch, uh, or, you know, with personal contact, people that you know, in your private life, it's, it's different. But I would say that has definitely changed since we dedicate like an entire chapter or two to greetings and handshakes. (laughs) I wanted to mention that. And do you think, you know, with this acceleration that the pandemic brought with to to kind of work culture across the globe, but also in Germany specifically, do you think that there's a need to understand kind of netiquette or, you know, remote work etiquette? Is there is it different in Germany than you think it is in other countries? Or is that something that you think has become quite globalized as far as how to behave? It's very globalized. And I think it's just... Um really making or honing in on what were we doing before and what are we doing differently now? Like one of the things that I also mentioned in a talk I was doing recently was this idea of conflict avoidance, because in Germany, you have a feedback culture that is very direct. And you also have a feedback culture that happens quite frequently. So, you know, you, it's, It's not impolite to tell somebody, you know, you could do your job better. (laughs) It's actually a part of their culture. And I was mentioning how recently I've had a lot of conversations with or different conversations with managers, anecdotal stuff. It's not like, you know, I did a survey of 500 people, but I've had some stories where I've heard that giving feedback has become very different because you don't, the conflict, the reason for the conflict is not something that is addressed every day because you're not going to work and necessarily being confronted with a particular conflict. Like maybe three or four people are working on a team on a project and two of them don't get along, but because they're now 
mostly working from home, the personal issues just don't play as big of a role. So a lot of that conflict has been able to be avoided, even though maybe you still have issues that you should be addressing there. So yeah, but that, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say that personal conflict is, is more important than task conflict. Obviously you also want to want to deal with task conflict, but in both cases, the homework environment has changed that. And I think that's a big discrepancy over what you were or what employees were uh, dealing with when they did meet every day in an office environment. And at the same time, it also takes away a lot of opportunities for people to get to know their colleagues or get to know what it's like to actually work in an office or get used to hearing <laughs> from people you know, on a daily basis whether or not your work was good that day or not, right? I think that that's also like a learning curve that then when you go into a remote environment right away, which a lot of internationals did during the pandemic that you just completely miss out on. Yes. And I think that's an, and that's another big discrepancy in Germany is the Germans are very efficient and they're also very content oriented when it comes to the meetings. So, you know, you would go to a meeting and maybe in a live meeting where everyone is present in the office, there is some small talk that goes on at first, you know, some joking around and then you would get to the content. But even during the meeting, there would still be some personal information that was exchanged just to keep the mood light and to, you know, the way that humans are when they're together, right? And I would say that the focus now on online meetings has really increased that ability to be efficient and focus on content. And that is also at the cost of the social connection that was taking place before. And I don't think yeah. this is specific to uh, Germany necessarily, but again, the Germans like to be efficient. They like to make a good use of time and they like to focus on content. And that has definitely been made easier through the use of back-to-back -back <laughs> online meetings. They're kind of missing or they need that social infusion at some point during the day, <laughs> the scheduled coffee chat or something. But for someone who is coming into a new environment in Germany, maybe their first job in Germany or their second job in Germany in a new role, what would be the ways in which they should introduce themselves to the team and, and get acquainted to the people that they're going to be working with? What are some kind of do's and don'ts along those lines? I guess my main, uh, my main suggestion there when it comes to introducing yourself would be to be careful to be humble, um, be careful to not be too assertive to the extent that you are disregarding the rank that you have in comparison to those that you're introducing yourself to. But I don't think that this is necessarily something that's only going to show itself in the introductory phase. I think it's also going to show itself in conversations. Um, are you able to wait until your turn to talk, not interrupt the person who's talking, um, not interrupt your boss uh, when he or she is talking? Can you, you know, wait when it comes to the issue that you have, not always putting your own interests ahead of maybe what the other interests are that are being talked about, not being too assertive to the extent that it might come off as being overly confident or placing yourself in the center of, you know, in the limelight before you know what's going on, right? That's the other thing. What is what are some other things that you think are considered to come across as professional behavior in Germany that may not necessarily be practiced in other parts of the world? One thing that we actually don't mention in the book is something that I have been working on in some of the workshops that I give on general employee behavior 
is this idea of the hardworking, dedicated uh, employee who goes above and beyond and, um, you know, does a 12-hour workday and then goes to the gym and then goes home and does another hour answering five emails. I think that type of behavior is considered a virtue in a lot of different countries. I would venture to say that in the U.S. culture, it's also considered a virtue to be a workaholic, to identify with our jobs, with our careers to an extent that would be quite foreign to the Germans. The Germans place a lot of value on balance and on their mental and physical health. And somebody who is bragging about, you know, working 12 hours a day and then forcing themselves to go to the gym on, you know, caffeine and and fumes (laughs) Um, and then coming home and working. I I don't think that's something that you're you're going to make a good impression with. I think it's going to be something that's going to be considered unhealthy and not something that can be maintained. And it may even raise a few eyebrows, like to the extent of, well, how long can we depend on her uh, if this is the way that she's doing this? She's going to burn out or it's not something that she can do consistently over a long period of time. It's a human first, employee second idea. But the idea being that this is going to allow me to be a better employee. So there's that. Um, I think another thing that we might downplay is the importance of being the the typical German. I say typical German. These are stereotypes of, of being orderly, punctual, tidy. The punctuality thing, I always like to tell a story of <laughs> one of my first jobs. We had a new employee from, from France and she she came to the meeting or let's put it this way, we were waiting for her to get to the meeting and my boss refused to start the meeting until she got there. And I remember she came in like 25 minutes late and we're all just sitting there waiting. It was it was awful. It was so awkward and it was so weird. I just thought, why wouldn't you just start the meeting? But I, I mean, I wouldn't say that's the typical reaction to someone not being punctual, but that did happen. And there is a value placed on it. <laughs> Would you say that there are any no-goes or things that are considered extremely unprofessional? Oh, there's lots. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some of the crucial points, I guess. I do think there is one chapter in the book, which is quite brief. It's about distance zones. And Mm. in general, the German culture is a rather reserved culture. There are parts of of Germany where, you know, people are going to be uh, more extroverted and friendlier. But for the most part, it is a reserved culture. And I think professionally, there is not an expectation or a need for you to share too much personal information. So the distance zone is not just physical, that you don't get too close to somebody, you know, come running in and, and hug them without knowing them well enough. But it's also mental, like just, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily expect you to tell me all about your kids and, uh, you know, where you went on vacation and where you went to school and where you grew up. And I don't necessarily want that access to that information because it's personal information that might over time become relevant as we become closer as colleagues, but it is not the general expectation that I want to know all of that about you. So I would say that's definitely something that for me was a little bit um, back. I mean, I've been here a long time now, but sometimes now I also realize like, okay, you don't need to share that. The other topic that is still very taboo and 
in comparison to, you know, how, um, how easily we speak about it in, in the U.S. culture and I know in some of the other European cultures as well is money. So if I just bought a new car and I bring it to work and we're standing in the parking lot and you say, well, how much did you end up paying for it? Also not a topic that, you know, you would just ask in a normal small talk situation. So you really need to know someone well to to bring up the issue of money. Yeah. So and and not just, you know, purchases, but especially things like salaries. So, yeah. And I know we have um, like a top 10 list at the very beginning of the book of things we would, you know, be careful to to not do or to make sure that you pay attention to. I tend to warn foreigners who are coming to Germany about alcohol consumption because alcohol consumption is something that is the norm here for a lot of events. And with the exception of maybe the Christmas party, people tend to still manage to stay sober and be able to drive home or, you know, make plans if they don't think they're going to be able to drive themselves home. And it would also be very unprofessional to get completely intoxicated at <laughs> at a professional dinner or, uh, or, or party. So I just wanted to mention that because I think in some cultures that's completely acceptable and it happens a lot. And even here, it depends on, you know, the, the culture of the organization and and the department and who's there and what the leader's doing and how he or she is acting. So that also plays a role. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> well, thank you, Gretchen, so much for joining us today for talking about, you know, etiquette and, and German business culture. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much for having me. So while work etiquette in Germany, like the handshake or the use of the formal C, have changed with the pandemic. Other values, such as punctuality and direct communication, have not. Another thing Gretchen mentioned is that as much as Germans like to be on time, they also like to leave on time. Working long hours isn't necessarily seen as a positive. This is something that our second guest, Apishek Kalwar, also noticed. Apishek is originally from Mumbai and came to Germany in 2021 to pursue a master's degree in mechatronics and robotics from the University of Applied Sciences in Schmalkalden. Alongside his studies, he is currently a robotics software developer intern at a German company. Throughout his education, he's completed several internships in both India and Germany, which has provided him with ample means to compare working culture in both countries. What would you say are the biggest differences when it comes to business etiquette and culture in Germany and in India? So I think it's a personal observation. So I'd like to highlight that before I come in. But I think people in Germany uh, work as per the time. So if, if there's a commitment to work eight hours, they will work eight hours. And going anything beyond eight hours would come at a cost. Uh, it's 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 not something that they do it for free is what I have observed they they keep note of their extra hours as well or the company does it I mean it's quite a standard procedure so the the relation is limited the work life culture I would say is quite balanced today I think uh, in multinational companies you do not have you, the the timings are very fluid the start start times are are quite fixed. But the end times usually 
delay as per the requirement. That is something rarely seen in Germany. It's not that it's not seen, but it's rarely seen. So that is one of the major differences, I would say. So they, they do have, you know, flex flex time when it comes to working hours, but people are also very particular around, okay, I'm here and I'm paid to work eight hours. And if it's going to be more than eight hours, then I want to be compensated in some way, shape or form for that. Yeah. I was happy about the fact that eight hours are eight hours <laughs> and uh, I could stick to them. There was, uh, so you have to do your work irrespective of the hours. I would say if you, if you are good at your work, it does not matter I mean, if you are working even a little less or a little more, it's more the work that is given to you needs to be done excellently. So quality work is more important. Does not matter if you do it from home or from within the company. But uh, I think what the requirement has to be met at the end of the day. Yeah, basically, there's a there's a real focus on output or kind of results uh, over just filling the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So were there things that you had to maybe adapt or change with your own working behavior in order to make sure that you could be as successful as possible working in an international team within the German context? Yeah, I would say speaking the language is one of the most important things. I'm not a professional German speaker, but I can eventually speak decent German to understand things in context. And also regarding it, the main work is definitely in English, but there are times people speak in German and uh, it's, it, it is kind of on a daily basis uh, an urgency or there is a need to know good German. And even if, if that's not the case, if there are times or there most of the times the conversations on, on the table during breaks are in German. Uh, and if you want to enjoy working where you are, I think it is one of the most necessary things to know German. So you can fully integrate into the work culture and enjoy your work as well. Excellent. I think that's that's a really good point for people to hear too, is even if your entire job is in English, you know, people are going to be chit-chatting or, you know, having small conversations in German and you want to be included in that. That's important. Do you think it's true that Germans are very direct and honest in their communication style? Yes, uh, absolutely, I would say. <laughs> I see <you> smiling. <laughs> Tell me more yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. So th- there will be times uh, when over the table, they would just come to you and tell something you very directly on your face. And you would think initially that it's super rude, but uh, it's actually not. In the long run, it actually helps because you can do that, do the same. So if, 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 if there's a colleague who's who I'm trying to concentrate and who's chit-chatting or talking to someone, I could very politely say I'm trying to focus. And and it has helped me in the long run, I mean, being just straightforward. So that is something I've adopted as well. Yeah, it like grows on you a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are your experiences like with your co-workers? Oh, uh, so my co-workers, I've not been with a lot of them, but... Uh, they are very professional I would say they like to keep their friendship and their colleagues differently I would say I have not come across uh, a colleague who would hang out with me later and go for a drink or have something so because it's also the ethnicity and the age group I think because I've always worked with colleagues who are way older than me so 
working in robotics that's one of the thing that you come across a lot of experienced people so they were like they aged around 45 50 and so there's this thing where i think they were super intelligent super super cool and they were colleagues more than friends to me and that's okay. That's sometimes how it is. And I think the age element that you mentioned is really important to keep in mind because if you're an international student starting to work in Germany, you're going to be likely in your 20s and a lot of your colleagues might be in their 40s and their 50s. And you'll, they'll have very different priorities for their time than you will. Yeah, yeah. So it, it totally makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. How is your relationship then with your boss? What does that dynamic look like? Oh, uh, that's, I think, super cool. There's no... hierarchy i would say as of such you could be direct about the work that is given to you if you think anything for example anything so it's more of like if you're speaking to a friend at least in my case it's more of like you're speaking to a friend rather than to someone who's on a on a hierarchical stage it's like a direct conversation okay can you do the work yeah you can do the work can you not do the work okay not uh, maybe i need such help so always better to reach out for help and tell them directly if that's the case you think so it's it's not a strict uh, bossy boss it's more of like they're a guide or a facilitator to your work yeah 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 more or less like that So you you've interned, you've done, you know, master's thesis writing, you've had a few different work experiences in Germany. What have been some things besides the flex time about German etiquette or German work culture um that have that have surprised you or that you think people should know before they come to Germany? At birthdays, people usually bring their own cakes which are self-baked. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. that, that is something I I I learned here that okay, this is a traditional German thing to do: is to bring cakes which are baked, and it's not the other way around. Like, uh, where people do not bring cake for you, which which is something common in India, uh, and uh, which is not common here. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're both laughing because yeah. <laughs> in the US it's the same like no, okay. you're the it's my birthday you're yeah, bringing me the yeah, cake. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that's something I was astonished. Oh, so it's your birthday people actually go telling everyone oh it's my birthday please have the cake and yep. I was I was quite astonished. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, thank you so much Abhishek for being here with us today. This has been a very enjoyable fun conversation. It's always great to talk about different experiences working in Germany. So thank you for taking the time to share yours. It's my pleasure. I'm really glad. Even though the pandemic has changed a lot of habits and etiquette and hierarchies are becoming flatter and flatter as in Abhishek's company, some rules are still quite strict in a German office, especially in conservative branches like the automobile industry. The top 3 tips from today's episode are First, punctuality and respect for each other's time are highly valued in Germany. That means you should be on time, but you can also leave on time. Second, Germans can be quite reserved and on the other hand very direct. Make sure to respect distance and ranks, but don't worry too much about direct communication. It's just their style. And finally, last but not least, bring cake on your birthday. If you want to learn more about German business etiquette and work culture, check out the show notes for a link to Gretchen's book. In the next episode, we will talk about mastering a career and family in Germany. I'm already super excited to talk to two brilliant mothers about this. Until then, thanks for listening. My name is Jessica Schuler and this is Inside Deutschland, your guide to careers in Germany. Mm-hmm.
Do you have any questions related to working and careers in Germany? You can submit them to the Alumni Portal, and we may address them on a future episode of the show. Check the show notes for a link to the contact form. All right, Gretchen, this has been very, very interesting. I have one last question for you. Is there a favorite German word of yours that comes to your mind when you think about business etiquette in Germany, German business culture, or just working in Germany? There is a German word that is now coming into, um, it's, it's, it's coming into the language and being used more frequently in personnel development, and that's Selbstwirkung. Mm. which in in English actually means self-efficacy, like this this feeling that I am competent at a particular, I mean, I'm falling back a little bit on the conversation we just had, um, but it is a word that I'm seeing used much more frequently. And it is this idea that as I start a job and I build my competency base, then my self-efficacy, my belief that I can actually perform the job and I feel confident in a particular area, uh, it grows and it like spirals up to a point where, you you know, I become an expert at that in that particular um, task or in that particular field, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm making you know a, a contribution in that particular area. Inside Deutschland, your guide to careers in Germany is a podcast brought to you by the Alumni Portal Deutschland. I am your host Jessica Schuler. Sound design, music, and production by Anne Bergner from Der Apparat, Multimedia GmbH. Editing and production by Jessica Schuler, as well as Amelie Berbot and Leonie Klusendorf from Der Apparat, Multimedia GmbH.